Hey everybody, today we'll fly like ducks. I'm Mike. That was clutch. I'm Tommy. I'm Kevin. Yeah. That was clutch. Thank that you. Was good. Sounded like him. Yeah. <laughs> I worked on it for like two days. So. Yeah, no, why don't you have a heart attack and die? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was, a little, that was what we in the business like to call foreshadowing because Tommy was our topic today. We're talking about Hans who delivered that fantastic line. Thank you. Yes. And Hans, one of our favorites. Hans, obviously a big player in D1 and D3, kind of just goes off in D2. We'll talk about that. But let's start. We kind of nice. touched this. We kind of touched on this on the last episode. Hans, he's, he's got the Pee Wee Hockey League standings on the board. As far as I know, nobody else's league was on the board as far as the standings. I mean, what's his role in running this hockey league and how far, like, because he, he's obviously very invested in it because he has these standings up and he is pushing Gordon in this league. What's his role? I think there are a couple of different scenarios. We talked about this in the last uh, podcast, just about the league in general. One is he is definitely like a, a legacy guy. You know, Gordon played, I imagine Gordon's dad probably played. And so Hans is, you know, always followed it just because like, He's been around it for the past mm-hmm. 40 years. And just, just like going like the, the guy who played high school football, and then his son played for the team, and he's always kind of been around it. So he keeps, in, you know, he keeps track of it. Another one is, you know, if this league is really as dirty as we've uh, alluded to before, he could be a major player As we've in that. proved. As we've proved. Pardon. Yeah. It's not alleged anymore. It's <laughs> proven fact. Fact, people. And if, if, since it is so dirty... He could be a major player, um, especially since you know he has his own business. He's probably a cash only guy, and so he can you know kind of be the the front for the league. And you know he's been doing it for so long. He knows all the ins and outs. He he know, knows all the major players, and you know it's it's uh, he's almost like the commissioner behind the commissioner. Mm. And also he owns a skate shop, so all these kids are coming to all these teams are coming to him for their equipment. I mean, so that's a cash boon for him. I mean, he ha- he has a monetary interest in it from the get-go to That's keep true. this league alive and keep these kids coming back, these parents coming back, these coaches coming back for jerseys and pads and skates and helmets, stuff like that. But what I'm saying is why is he so invested in this league? Because there's leagues of all ages because and they need Because somebody skates. else was already Hans in the other league. Really? Okay. Yeah. There's probably like – and Hans is probably Maybe a code he name. created this league. Yeah, oh, he created maybe it. this was created when he came over from Norway. Um, when he came over, he want, needed a way to like make a quick buck, and he said, you know what, I know hockey, I know skates, but I also know how to like, you know, launder money. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put it all together and just create this, this league and put all my talents together. And hey, I'll help some kids out while I'm doing it. Yeah. Why not? He's a grandfatherly yeah. figure. Yeah, sure. Even when he was... You know, 20, and he came over from the old country. Yeah. He was probably... He's an old soul. Okay. Yeah. So we're saying he's kind of the central figure in the league. Does it look bad when he comes on the ice at the end and he celebrates with the Ducks? No, because I would assume he's done that every single year with every team that's won. Okay. That's that's a good point. Since he is kind of like the commissioner, he yeah. like he hands off the trophy. Exactly. Well, actually, a tournament official hands off the trophy? Well, I'm just... Come on. God. <laughs> Too good. 
Um, anyway, God so but so you think he goes on the ice and and celebrates and hugs like Jack Riley when he wins the championship? I don't think is? anybody hugs Jack Riley. <laughs> yeah, not even Mrs. Riley hugs yeah. Jack Riley. Sleep okay. in separate beds. Yeah, he probably's got a couple of ladies he's got to visit, pay some money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we're in agreement that he's got a financial like illegal financial interest. In this? Yeah, but I, I don't think he's, like, he's definitely got a legal, fi- he definitely does have a legal financial interest in this. But he also, I think, is emotionally attached to the Ducks because of Gordon and all that. And perhaps, like, before, like, Gordon showed back up, he, it was very businesslike. But he saw Gordon and he remembered, you know, hey, you know, 40 years ago, I was really in it for the kids. You know, I, I was in it to make money, obviously. But it was also in it for the kids, so he sees Gordon. And that's when he takes more of a liking to uh, the Ducks. And I think... Perhaps that could, in him celebrating the ice, perhaps that could lead to his mysterious disappearance in the oh. second movie. Maybe he's got to lay low for a little bit. He does. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this Gordon situation. So Gordon comes back, and in Hans's shop is still the very mean headline for a writer to write about a nine-year-old kid, like, Bombay misses penalty shot. You know, that wasn't the writer, though. You know that was a copy editor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was, some, that, that was a, a salty copy editor. Yeah. And when Bombay looks at it, Han says something about, you You got to remember the past. Uh, it was a good move to keep that thing up, even though, you know, he's saying, oh, you got to remember the past. Shouldn't you have just taken it down? Yeah, now that, now that I think... I never really thought about this before, but yeah, that was kind of a dick move on Hans' part. <laughs> I can imagine Gordon coming home. Like, like hey, fuck, bro? Uh, I framed your paper. Look at you on the front page, the Star Tribune. <laughs> okay. Dick move. Yeah, so... Maybe that's like the, you know, you'll keep a safe behind a painting. He keeps it behind that. Because uh, he knows Gordon's never going to like try and take like look at it. Although he probably would try to take it yeah, down and break. Take, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. A horrible place for a safe. Awful idea. Sorry. Jeez. Okay. Kidding, yeah, let's let's be nice to each other here. We got yeah, a lot of ducks got, fly together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got a lot of pods to go. We're shooting some ducks down. <laughs> okay. So Gordo, he comes in the skate and he so Hans gives Bombay the the skates for free. Basically. Yeah, he's got plenty. And then Bombay comes back with all his kids. Spends thousands of dollars at his shop. What was it like, twenty grand or fifteen thousand? I don't remember. You like adds I, he up wa- I think he asked for fifteen thousand, but like on the cash register was somewhere between seven and eight. Oh, okay. But so he pocketed the rest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Or he had probably had to give that to Hans, like That's, as a yeah, a, a fee. Interesting. Yeah. But so okay. So I was thinking he gave him the skates for free. He knows Gordon is very. Even when he was little, he wanted to win at all costs and all that. He knows, oh, he's coaching hockey now. He's going to come back to my shop and get some equipment for this District 5 team. I've watched, had no equipment. So he's planting the seed is what you're saying. Yeah, was he thinking like two steps ahead of Gordon there? I think he is that kind of person. I think. He so he gives him the skates. Like I need him to like rediscover himself. And so I give him these skates, and then he'll like come back and spend ten grand in my store. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a... It's like a a convict that gets out of prison and tries to live his life, you know, clean and straight, but goes back, you know, to his old boss's bar or whatever, and the guy puts a gun in his hand, like, you know, plants the seed again, and that guy goes down the wrong path again. Yeah. 
I just exactly. made that up off the top of my head. <laughs> I couldn't <I'm>, tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Hans's shot for a minute. We've talked mm-hmm. about him before. Uh, very large, large shop. And but it appears he lives there as well. I think so, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, from what I could tell in the little time we spent in that shop, the actual business part is very small. And then he's obviously got living quarters. And then there's a bunch of room for other activities. What's going on in Hans's shop? Because he is only employing Jan, his brother, and like Gordon and Charlie, you know, he. I don't. We don't see any other workers there. I don't know, but we we don't see Jan in the first one. That is correct. Right? So my theory is that here it comes. He's, <laughs> he's using all that extra space to to cook, to cut, to package the drugs. <laughs> Jan is back in Norway, holding down the fort of that side of the business. Holding down the fjord. Oh, that was solid. Good. That was good. Uh, so yeah, he's he's using that as his, as his drug headquarters stateside while Jan takes care of things in Norway. Norway. Yeah, let's have a brief interlude here. We got some people talking, saying Hans is Dutch. No, Hans is not Dutch. He's not. Okay. How do you know? When Gordon comes in the shop, Hans pretends to cut his 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 finger on his skate. And Gordon's like, oh, that's morbid, Hans. And he's like, no, I'm Scandinavian. Oh, that was a terrible, Hans. I lost it. But that was anyway. More, that was more Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what went on there. But so we know he's Scandinavian. And so Scandinavia is, is, uh, is Norway, Sweden, Denmark, and I guess it's Finland. Finland, yeah. yeah. Finland too. Yeah. yeah. So Not Netherlands. Exactly. And then. Or Holland, if you will. And then in D3, they come, Hans dies. Ducks come out. Touch the ice. The announcer, Josh, says, oh, it's an old Norwegian tradition. Okay? Yeah, so, not an old Dutch tradition. Exactly. Why are they doing an old Norwegian tradition if Hans is even, Dutch? They don't even have traditions in Holland. Yeah. So They're not wearing clogs on the ice. Exactly. So, Hans. Well, let's go back to Hans. Do you think he could have gotten... I mean, Hans is a great businessman. So you think he can't get a shop of that size just by his business acumen alone selling Well, but skates. once you get a little taste, you want more. You want more power. You want more money. And I think that's where he was always headed. I think that was the plan, maybe, from the get-go, was, you know, first we get the money, then we get the drugs, then we get the power. Okay. So, okay. So he... <laughs> He, this is a drug operation all along. So do you think... It might not have started as one, but it, but but the plan all along was to get there. Well, perhaps the plan all along was to run a hockey league. and But he said, you know, I need the... For the that kind of like startup, I need to get the money. And so maybe he started the skate shop and he realized, shit, you know, this isn't really working. You know, I, I came here to get a fresh start because I was into the drugs back in Norway, back with Jan. And then he's like, hey, Jan, you know... Can I make a you know a quick buck or two, and then it all just snowballs. It goes back into it. Plus, you have a built-in workforce because once these kids hit high school, boom, you're dealers, baby. Wow, wow. Hans. You've already gotten in with their you know you've got a relationship with them. They trust you. Yeah, and I think we've already established that Hans is a smart guy. He's he thinks three four moves ahead. So and he, he, and he looks like like a kindly grandfather. You're not gonna exactly. suspect him. Yeah. Interesting. So, 
D2. He's not there. He's on the land. He goes off to the old country to visit yeah. his mother. She always liked him better. What's he doing in Norway? I, I think he's laying low, as Tommy said earlier. He, you know, he's on the lam. He's, and but he needs somebody that he trusts to come back stateside to handle things. Yeah, he's probably not ready to like tell Gordon what he's really doing because he, he was probably thinking like I could get Gordon to run it for me, mm-hmm. and then Gordon has to go off and do his little hockey thing, and so he gets Jan there to take care of it. Definitely someone who who he trusts. And he, I mean, you got it's it's family. I mean, even if you have like a best friend, it's got to be family. It's like the Norwegian mafia. Yeah, it is the Norwegian mafia. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, he could have been grooming Gordon when he was little to take over, and then all of a sudden he goes away, becomes a lawyer. Last person you want oh, to run a drug yeah. operation. You did not want uh, to be close to him. But you want oh, a lawyer on you. You do yeah. need a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good that's, point. Maybe he wanted. Maybe he maybe like he put Gordon through I, law. He school. Put him through law school, oh. hoping that he could be his like. His shady lawyer. But he when Gordon comes back, Hans is like, I heard you were a doctor. So it seems like they kind of lost touch. Oh, that's a good I point. I think he was just joshing with him. <laughs> so, but they ha- obviously haven't talked or anything. Well, so, yeah, maybe he like let him go away and do his own thing because he didn't want he didn't want to be overbearing. So he knew how, he knew he Gordon Bombay was going to get a DUI and be a sentence. no, but he knew he would come back eventually. I think maybe what happened is we, we talked about earlier how Hans is like, he still kind of like cares about the kids. I, I honestly don't think he wants them to be his dealers. I, I think he's. I disagree. <laughs> I mean, you can care about somebody and still want them to be your drug dealer. Okay, we're not getting into that. But anyway, he, uh, he sees Gordon and like perhaps maybe he did want like Gordon to like groom him for the business. And then Gordon's dad dies. And he sees how like distraught he was like of the, the, the loss the, over the loss. And that's why he keeps the newspaper there to remind him that like, hey, you know, you got to have like people who are happy around you to like be in the business and so he says gordon you know go do your own thing so that's why he doesn't stay in touch like get out of this this business do we ever find out how gordon's dad died maybe the drugs killed him hans felt guilty oh wow i think that's uh very plausible yeah we do not know how gordon's dad gordon gordon's dad was working for hans but he got you know hooked he got addicted and then he, that's how he died, and Hans just had this like overbearing guilt, so he kind of like cut ties, you know, to save Gordon. Definitely, definitely. Wow. That's like a prequel. This is wow. Let's just take like three seconds to let that soak in. You're welcome. All right. I don't know if that was three seconds or not, but I was getting impatient. So D three, Charlie comes in, feeling down. Hans gives him some good advice, like show. Well, how about you show the way to the coach? And he didn't take. He took away the C, but he didn't take what's under you. So I mean, does Hans? What's Hans's relationship with Charlie? What is he? Is he just trying to keep him away from it all, like he did with Gordon? Well, I think at this point, Hans Hans is very old, obviously, and he knows his time is running out. It's true. And so I don't know if he's looking for someone to take things over, or if he's realized, you know what. This was great for me. I've done enough damage. Like, I, yeah, like <laughs> I, I made it work. But I mean, looking at like maybe he kind of like lost touch when when Gordon's dad died is when everything kind of just like he he stopped being in it. And so maybe this was him, you know, getting Charlie again to to get out. So maybe he's out of the business by then. But he still got the huge house. I mean, he. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's and why would he? Do, so what? That would. Take away our reasoning for him going to Norway then, because we thought he was on the land. Yeah, but see, if he, he was out when Gordon's dad died. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, he, he's definitely still in. I mean, he, he could just be visiting his mother in Norway. Just... No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, he could have visited her while he was, you know. Yeah, why does he only visit him when Jans is in the States, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not visit at the same time? Yeah, see your Maybe they did. Like, we don't, we have a partial window into his life. I think on the limb is more likely. I think we're uh, opening that window right before everyone's <laughs> eyes and ears. Yeah. Right before their ears. Anyway, so Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie's relationship with Hans does. Okay. First of all, does Charlie know what's going on by this point? He's 14. He's pretty stupid. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty in his own world, too. He's a narcissist. Yeah. He, he doesn't like look, you know, farther than, you know, two feet in front of him. Yeah. So Charlie doesn't know what's going on. What does Hans try? He's imparting this advice. What does Hans want out of. What's Hans trying to push Charlie towards? I think, you know how there's all these, um, basically, Gordon and Charlie are very similar, okay? Mm-hmm. Do we ever find out what happens to Charlie's dad? He left. He left, in quotation marks. Interesting. He went to, he went to heaven, or he went to a farm. He left to Norway, he perhaps. Just, oh! And Hans realizes, I've done it again. Yep. Wow. He's reliving it. Yeah. And that's maybe when he decides to get out. Yeah, to get out. And he and he's got to push Charlie away. And he knows he has to die in order to get out. That's so what I was going to bring overdoses. up. Oh, so you think he was overdosed? I he fi- essentially you know, killed himself with his drugs. You don't think he fakes his own death? Oh, oh and tries to oh. get out. Oh. And then he goes back to Norway. I like this. Interesting. And he leaves like huge sums of yeah, money for like Charlie and the rest like of the once ducks. Once Charlie turns 30, he's a, like a multimillionaire. Yeah. Interesting. So Hans, because when he dies, right before he dies, Charlie's in there. They're talking. Hans goes to his Captain C drawer, throws them all on the table. Power move right there. And then Charlie walks out. Hans like kind of coughs. And then he puts his finger up and smiles. What so that was basically him saying like I'm out of here. Yeah. Or was that him saying like I know I'm done like I'm gonna die, or 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 I know I'm gonna I know you're gonna know I I think I know I'm gonna die but I'm I'm not really gonna die because I'm faking my own death. (laughs) (laughs) People. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Okay. So 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 Hans is alive is what you're saying. Hans is alive. He's in Norway with his mother, who is probably sitting on stacks. Okay. Also. When Jan in, in D2, he's like, oh, he's visiting our mother. Mother's got to be what, like 110? That's true. <laughs> Great point. Hans Unless she was a very young mother. Yeah, How I mean, old do you think Hans is? In which in which movie? In D1, well, I'd say at least 70. At least 70. At least 70. Well, like, yeah, I'd go early to mid-60s. I don't think he's 70. Early to mid-60s? Early I mean, to mid-60s. Uh, if you're talking early to mid-60s, he's dying, like... Late sixties, early seventies, which is like I, not. I guess the frame of reference seems a lot okay, longer. Okay, yeah, it's true. It okay, so maybe he's sixty-five. Yeah. You think sixty-five is good? Sixty-five. Sixty-five to seventy. So he's dying like seventy, seventy-one. That's that's the age he is when he faces his own death. Yeah, I guess it's like yeah. twenty years older than. Yeah, she yeah. could be ninety. And obviously, she's not traveling very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like Hans is kind of overweight. Maybe he doesn't make it all the way to like seventy-eight or whatever the average age is or whatever. Yeah. So, interesting. So, what becomes of Hans's skate shop after the whole fake the death thing goes down? I think he leaves it to Charlie. 
I don't or know. Or, he, I mean, it, it would make sense to leave it to Jan. That doesn't make any sense. Like, and I don't know what his brother, did his brother know that he, like, that Hans wanted to get out and then, like, hey, we got to kind of get out of this city and, like, yeah, maybe they we, just sold we've it. done too much damage? Or do you think Jan is, like, fuck Hans? Yeah, fuck, I'm doing this myself. And he, he always held resentment because mother liked him best. It's true. So Hans tries to order something on, so Jan tries to order something on Hans, Hans sniffs it out and escapes to Norway? I don't think we went that far, but I, I'd be okay with going Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And so Hans is out. And then, like, one day, Charlie is, like, playing in Europe, and he, like, runs into Hans. Oh. And he said, you were supposed to be dead. And then, scene. (laughs) That's it. Wow. So Jan, Jan takes over the shop. Yes. Jan, Jan, like, probably tried to, like, he was going to try and, like, force his way in to be, like, the majority guy. Because he sensed that Hans was, like wanting to get out he was having another weak moment like he did with gordon and he was like you know what jan's was jan was all in this is the only lifestyle he knew he couldn't you know go legit and so he fought he was like gonna try and like make hans die in an accident and he thinks he succeeded but hans is smart we've always we've already established Crafty. Crafty. and so he's able to like fake his own death and go home and jan takes over this the skate shop but perhaps han like I'm not sure if he has, Wait, like... Hans? Okay, or? I know, okay, now, Hans, now, does he have, like, a love for his brother where he's not going to, like, try and sabotage it? Because he wants, like, the business to go, like, done. He doesn't want more kids to, you know, he doesn't want, you know, Gordon or Charlie to happen again with their dads dying. And so does he, like, sabotage his brother? Or does he just say, I'm out and I'm, you know, done with it all. Whatever happens, happens. That's an interesting question because we know Hans has a soft side for... So you could say, oh... He has a soft side for his brother, and he doesn't want to do this. But he's also got a soft side for the kids. And Jan coming in would hurt the kids, obviously. I think what happens is um, much earlier, they probably had, like, all these secret rooms where they kept all their stuff, all right? And then, like, Jan, like Hans, you know, dies, and, you know, quotation marks, he fakes his death. And then Jan comes back, and, like, there's a note from Hans. It's, like, it's like in his will, it's just, like, you're supposed to take over the business. And there's, like, a like a pin code or something like that on there. So he goes to open like one of the big safes and he's expecting a bunch of drugs, but it's nothing but like ice skates and stuff. And like a whoopee cushion. <laughs> but it's nothing but like skate shop stuff. <laughs> and so he turns it one, like 100, 180, completely legit business now. And then Jan's like, wow, Hans, you got me. And so he goes and he runs the, <laughs> the skate shop. I love to shop. see that, that, Interesting. that scene. Yeah. Wow, Hans, you got me. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like, I mean, he doesn't like say it out loud, but you could tell from he's like shaking his head and ah, like with a smirk. And so like the, the business that he's taking over is actually the skate shop. And that like kind of ends their dynasty. Interesting. Where are the police and all this? Do they have any sort of inclination? That- Cutbacks or on the kickbacks, sorry. Yeah, definitely on the payroll. Oh, okay. And this has been going on for so long, it's like institutionalized. So, yeah. okay. That's why none of the riffraff ever get thrown in jail. That's true. Like Peter? Yeah. I think he probably got caught up in it. Like, oh, yeah. not under Hans, but Hans has definitely got like lieutenants and stuff, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now Hans and Jan, any sort of offspring... At this point, that we need to worry about coming back or like squealing or anything like this. Mm. Any illegitimate children, Kevin? No, I don't. No, I don't. Hans was so focused on his business that, you know, he never, he never. I mean, not not that he didn't ever, you know. But, Get down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he, I don't think he ever wanted the family. He never wanted the kids, you know. So. 
So no, I don't see. Maybe Jan has like ten Norwegian kids running around in Norway, but I don't know. Okay, so at the end well, of all this, that's just my expert opinion. At the end, of, we have a very uh, kind of dual face character in Hans. He's, he's one sort of saying we got Pablo Escobar type. Gives a lot to the community. People seem to love him. Helps a lot of people. Also, very dark side. I mean, is Hans is Hans like ordering hits and stuff? Is he going that far? I, I think I, I think so. I mean, you have to to be in that business. Yeah, he's probably got, like he's got to control his territory. I mean, he knows how the game is played. Okay, so again, very very sort of loved character, and then a dark side that's very. Very dark. I think that maybe in his younger age he was very much like because he had to establish his territory, but he is probably so well respected, like by the, you know, drug community, that no one like ever was okay. That's that's Hans's turf. You know, he's doing all that there. You know, we respect that. But then whenever that he's out, it's free game. Oh, and so people start encroaching. Chaos. Oh, it's it's chaos, and then like inadvertently, like all these kids get involved in it because originally they was like, no, that's those are Hans's kids. You know, we don't deal with that. But now it's like that's what happened to Peter. I mean, Hans is gone. Peter, he's free game now. Come, wow. come work a corner for, for us, and you know, here's your startup kit. The mean streets of Minneapolis. Game over. Yeah. Game over for Peter. So, Hans, do we? So obviously, we we've established this kind of dichotomy. Is he a? How do we see Hans? Is he a? Is is it worth it? Is all that dark side worth it to help these kids? And do all this, or does he just was that just a kind of a facade to really hide his shady character? And he did much more harm than good. I think it was a facade, but I love Hans. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was a, a facade. I think he changed. He changes a lot. Um, I think he does want what's best for his community, and he knows that he's probably put a lot of stuff into it. Okay. Money wise, and like he wants the best for these kids, like, and he's he's aware that like what he's doing is is wrong, you know. But I mean, but it's also kind of hurting his kids at some point. Like as we mentioned, Peter Mark, with or without Hans, he's probably going to get caught up in this one way or another. So Hans is pumping this in, but he's trying to save these kids. So where does he where does he lie on the Good and evil scale, you know. Um, I think he's uh, I guess overall he's probably uh, bad, but he's got a good heart. Yeah. He's, he's overall bad. Uh, but I think his his good heart is a bit of an act. Maybe I don't Sometimes. know. Sometimes I I think um the end because we only really see him what his last three years of his life. Uh, I mean, if you assume that these events took place the same year they were released, that's six years. D1, so, D, D1 to D3, or four years, I guess, 92, 94, 96. Okay. So the last four years, I think, you know, he's... I'm not sure, like, how much is he really running the game still in, and oh, like, okay. D3. D3, I mean, he's listening to, like, the Eden Hall game on the radio. Mm-hmm. So... I think uh, Hans has definitely uh, done some sinning in the past, but he's definitely, uh, I think, atoned for a lot of it. So he's um, a round character. Yeah, sure. So he came he's out. He's pretty heavy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, but he, he got out at the end, and so he's, you know, he's living in Norway. He's retired, and he, he's out of that game. 
So when he's giving all this good advice to Charlie, that's like genuine good advice, and he's trying to make up for the Pastor. destruction in yeah, his Yeah, it's past. because, I mean, yeah, he, he killed Charlie's dad. <laughs> I forgot about and that. And he's, he's trying to make up for it. I, I do think Which so. Which may or may not have been an accident. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, like Charlie's dad was maybe, maybe like that a, was one of his hits. Was like a rival, you know, rival or, leader or trying or to get into crossed him. Yeah. Or or Hans thought that he double crossed him, so he had him killed, but he actually didn't really double cross oh, him. Oh no! Do you then, think hence the guilt? Like Hans, since he loves hockey so much, maybe he like he he makes sure like never to like hire like dads or whatever that who are in like who who are yeah. family guys. I, I don't, but. I will he did say, it twice, but, but I think, but I think, yeah, but uh, he 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 was gonna like, okay, I can make an exception this time. I, I don't know because I I could see like Goldberg's Deli being like a, a cash <laughs> front. Shop. Oh, that totally is. <laughs> yeah. Goldberg's Deli is definitely a front. Yeah, or maybe it's just a nice Jewish delicatessen. No, it's a front. Although they do talk about Philly, so maybe they like they had oh, to, they yeah, had to like, connect. connect. Yeah, oh, like yeah. It. Goldberg was supposed to move back to Philly, and he never did. Uh, okay, so we know Hans is kind. Of, he's this tough guy but he's very sentimental is there some sort of letter or something hidden away when hans dies that tells the truth to bombay and or charlie Do, are you asking if there is one i i would say no so, hans keep think, the so the truth dies with he, him he never wants them to know who he really was okay yeah but but it's like whenever he um because obviously he leaves like a bunch of money to gordon and to yeah and to charlie and he, he probably like pays for the college for the kids who can't, like, get on full athletic scholarship. I think that Gordon finds out eventually. Because, I mean, he's a smart guy. He's probably mm-hmm. going into kinds of records. And you know there's probably, like, one or two cops in the force who are like, I'm taking down Hans. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. And so definitely wow. something happens there. Gordon finds out eventually, and it probably drives him to maybe start drinking again. Mm-hmm. And then that's when D4 happens. <laughs> wow. A lot to digest. That was heavy. I think we just gave you a new way of viewing. Every I can't s- wait to watch the movies again. Every, yeah, <laughs> a new way of viewing every single Mighty Ducks movie. Uh, go out and do that. And tell your friends about the Quack Attack. And especially this podcast. I think this might have been the best one we've ever had. So tell your friends to listen to this so they can get a new view. Because as many times we've seen it. I'm excited to see it again after this. So tell your friends, and then go to thequakeattack.com, and then go follow us on Twitter at quakeattackpod, and then go to iTunes, and download, subscribe, give us five stars, say hey. I'm asking you to do it all again, because some of you aren't doing any of it. So the ones that are, you have to make up the slack. So remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.